that you can focus on certain questions and give more energy to those questions. And, uh, but at the same time, that leads to a, a false division in the sense that things that are really connected are now regarded as disconnected. You see, and also a kind of false un uh, unification in the sense that the, the subjects are not as united in themselves as you might think, and their unity really depends on their connection with the broader areas. So that this approach leads to a kind of narrowness in the people who are doing any particular thing, so they hardly know what people who are clo and even in close fields are doing. And uh, uh, so, as they say, you get to know more and more about less and less. Well, we live in a culture and a time when science is almost assumed the proportion of a god, and uh, many people see science as providing answers to some of the major problems we have in the world today. How do you see that? Yes, well, it's true what you say, that science is taking over the role that religion used to have of giving answers to deeper questions, and uh, this is going on in uh, especially in life sciences, physics, investigating cosmology. The life sciences hope to explain the origin of life, and the brain sciences and artificial intelligence hope to explain that all too, and that eventually you'll have what they call a theory of everything. And uh, this is more or less what religions were trying to give, <laughs> saying God made everything. That was their theory. So uh, now I don't think that science can do this. As a matter of fact, I don't think organized religions have been able to do it either properly, and that's why science is now trying to do it. <laughs> that people, the effort of religion to provide this sort of uh, guide to people has broken down. Science was one of the major factors in breaking it down by making its assumptions implausible. Now, uh, but I don't think that science can really do this because it's always limited. You see, we're making, the assumption of a theory of everything is just, you might as well assume it's not true. I don't think you can get it, you see, and, and uh, you can't get a final theory. I don't think it's the nature of our knowledge. It's always inquiring and it leaves questions open and it won't, uh, it, it, it also has a, a kind of objectivity which fails to touch the deepest concerns of people, their subjective concerns, you know, uh, what their deeper values are and what they think, what, what gives life meaning and value and, uh, and purpose. There, there seems to be some kind of a goal or objective in science to find the ultimate answer. Uh, perhaps the unified field theory would be an example of mm -hmm. that. How do you feel about that? Well, I don't think it will be an ultimate answer. You see, I think every, however far you go, it's limited, and you'll be able to go further. Now, let me, if you go into the history of this subject, say, during the 19th century, many scientists thought they were getting close to the ultimate answer in terms of classical physics. And, say, Lord Kelvin, one of the leading th theoretical physicists of the time, remarked that in a talk that physics was nearly finished. It was only a matter of refinements in the next decimal point, and he advised young people not to go into it. And he said, there are two small clouds on the horizon, the Michelson-Morley experiment and black body radiation. But he chose his clouds properly because each led to a revolution, one to relativity and the other to quantum mechanics, which overturned the base. Now, you can hardly say there are no clouds on the horizon today, and but people are anticipating that they're going to be very successful in bringing it all together and tying it up. But uh, I, I think that uh, uh, there's no basis for that, that uh, they may succeed in making a unified theory, and then sooner or later it will run into difficulties, and 
you will have to extend your knowledge in a new way. There's this idea that the universe was created from a Big Bang. Do you feel that way, that it came from Well, it may have. You see, uh, uh, we were just talking about Joseph Campbell and mythology. I mean, now Professor Popper, who has done a lot of work on the philosophy of science, has said every theory could be regarded as a kind of myth. It, it sort of guides our action and, and it will work up to a point. Eventually, myths get outdated. <laughs> now, <clears throat> see, the theory does not tell us what is. But it just says, if we assume that that is what is, we will be able to handle, will understand and put together and handle a large number of area of experience. Right? The word theory is based on a root theory in Greek, which has the same, the word theory in Greek, which has the same root as theater, which is to view. See, if you said a theory is a theater of the mind, which gives insight, like if you're watching a drama, you're not giving a literal representation of these characters, but it's giving insight into uh, something else. Right?